Welcome to The Breadwinners. We're back for season five and taking your questions about work, life, and everything in between. I'm Jennifer Owens. I served as editorial director of Working Mother Media and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And I'm Rahel Ellison. I'm an executive coach and management consultant who works with companies big and small to design workplace policies that work for all employees. There's nothing we like more than talking about work-life strategies, but we know that in the real world, such questions can be very personal and a little prickly. In this season of The Breadwinners, we tackle them all. Raquel, hello. Hello. How's it going? It's going pretty good. How about with yourself? It's good. It's good. It was just coming. I was just thinking about Succession, my one of my favorite shows that ended. And he sits down at a meeting and he goes, like a meeting of like, you know, this huge yeah. table, board of directors. And he's like, I just want to say, yo. <laughs> oh, was that the sun saying that? Yeah, that was the oh sun. Oh my God. I couldn't take it. This is going to become our succession podcast. Yeah. I tapped out for this last season because it was just every single time they'd find another way to rope that son into trying to be the leader of some takeover. And then he'd fail every time. And it was just, it was getting painful. Well, no, it was totally Shakespearean stuff. But yeah. Like, yeah, we could totally do a whole other. Okay, we'll do a whole, you know, breadwinners. If you want us to do a succession podcast, seen through the eyes of working mothers. <laughs> I love, I love well, that. I mean, there was a whole relevant storyline. I don't want to blow the last season, but there was a whole working mother storyline, which was interesting. Uh, like what, ha- like, it was a great look into what happens when, how do you portray a character who's not making their transition to motherhood the central? Like focus? cleanly, yeah. No, who's just not talking about it all the time. Who's kind of sidelined sort of as an, it's just, it, it was an interesting depiction of that. Kind of a Marissa Mayer. I think actually Marissa Mayer's name was used as a verb. Like I'm oh. gonna Marissa Mayer it or something. Meaning I'm gonna build a, a nursery right yeah. next to my and office like, I take and bring a 48 the 48-hour and bring the nanny every I think, day. I think that awesome. Was, that was said. You yeah. know, I mean, that's really the our dream for every woman <laughs> that wants to, you know, work after having babies is that we Marissa Mayer it for everyone. I mean, yeah. why not? <laughs> exactly. That'd be great in the open office plans. You know. Yeah, it's true. Oh it's God. true. You've seen those cubicle designs where they've had the like little. Like the, um, I mean, that's, that's a different vibe. It's not the Marissa Mayer vibe, but where you've got, we'll have to post a link, but there's someone designed cubicles so that they are, you, there's like a place, like a place. I have seen that there was a place in Vermont, like a company in Vermont that yeah. did that for their workforce. Yeah. I remember that a while ago, you know, if you can pull it off, my, uh, baby number one used to come to the newsroom. And I would bring a blanket and she would sit on the floor in an open newsroom while I finished. If I had like, I didn't do it all the time, but if I had like a summer Friday pre-holiday, you know, I just had to go in for three hours. I'd bring her with me, which now I think, what was I thinking? But that's what I was thinking. I don't know. I just wanted my bye-bye with me. Now my baby is gone all summer as a camp counselor. Uh, Fun fact, summer camps are exempt from minimum wage law. So to oh. all of you working parents out there, okay. I never did this with our camp counselors, but I've heard that some parents tip their 
counselors, eh, consider how little these kids are making, sleeping and living with your kids for weeks, weeks. So, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes out to like 75 cents an hour in reality. But anywho, I she just got paid, which is and I was like, you made how much? Mm. Anywho, which brings me to the topic of summer. Okay. Coming to the end of season five, we're going to take the rest of the summer off and come back with some thoughts for season six. True, true. So, yeah, that's the big news. So, are you ready for the, the our big ultimate question of season five? The ultimate, yes. I am, I am ready. Okay. I'm ready I need you to gird your loins. This is so <laughs> shocking. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just cracking myself up here. I also have a summer cold. So, you know, I'm all manners of loopy today. So, okay, here we go. I have been a breadwinner's listener for years and have heard you both talk about the power of the side hustle. Here's my question for you. I work full time, but just started a side gig that is unrelated. Do I have to tell my boss about it? What's my responsibility here? What do you think? Oh, that's interesting. This is the shortest answer that I've... Really? I mean, no. We'll just go back to uh, talking about succession. That'll be awesome. Yeah, let's go talk about... Yeah, I could talk about succession all day. (laughs) I feel it depends, right? I think it depends when I took the last job where I was doing essentially coaching and consulting. And I had to sign a document that I wouldn't take on side consulting. It wasn't that I wouldn't take on side things. It was that I had to keep my profile low-ish and look like my whole focus was that that job, I guess. And so not kind of build a, I'm not really sure. It was- yeah. And you should find that that document. But I think if there's no... If you haven't signed anything for one yeah, thing. If there's yeah. no explicit agreement that you have with your employer and it's giving you some kind of sustenance, whether that's emotional, intellectual, financial, then, you know, or all some combination of right. all those things, then no, then did it. No. I've been like noticing... All of these, we talked, I don't know if it was two seasons ago, about the Reddit anti-work channel. Do you remember that? We were talking about work from home. You don't remember? No. (laughs) We found, I said, we, I surprised you with some memes from Reddit forum (laughs) called anti-work, where there was just this whole, like, kind of like, we're, we're done with the nine to five. We hate our employers kind of. (laughs) kind of message. But I think I've seen, I don't know if it directly is related to that, but I've seen all these people who are like, you know, through social media and stuff where they're just kind of like, how do I get this? I'm, I'm seeing a rise in side hustle focus for sure. Like e-commerce. It, it kind of went away because remember that was the whole thing pre-pandemic. Every It was always about the side hustle. Yeah. Right? And the but gig now economy. I think it's, and- it's gone to a different level. Like what I'm seeing people are doing, like I saw this one video where 
this woman like was literally talking about how she's made so much money. I mean, this, I don't know if this is the new like leggings. I'm sorry, listener. First of all, listener, <laughs> dear we're listener, so happy that you are a longtime listener. So I don't want to mention <laughs> yes. that. We're so grateful for you. Thank you for writing. But what I was referencing is, you know, there were all those kind of MLM schemes where like people were selling, what were they selling? Like leggings was one of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't see that anymore or like different jewelry or whatever. I see people talking about like, I make a hundred thousand dollars a year on this, on top of my day job, making journals to sell on Amazon using Canva and like automating it or something. Nice. And I, I mean, I, I'm just seeing a rise and like, side hustles that are like it's just a different a different kind of vibes than it was yeah before when we used to see a lot of stuff on side hustles it's like how yeah. are you gonna kind of game this the e-commerce universe yeah cause, or, i mean that's a thing can you can you scale your your side hustle you know like as you down the road as you get it off the ground what can you do to automate and make it easier we're, we're here to build your side hustle business yeah but i think the main just in my mind has always been don't use company equipment. Don't use yeah. company time. Yeah. Don't use company secrets. Like anything, just assume that right. that is put as much as you can of a wall between your work and mm-hmm. your side stuff. I'm That's for one thing. That doesn't go without saying you're right. It is important to make sure that, I mean, I, I referenced that whatever that clause is that I signed. But this idea that you have to protect your main, yeah, your main source of your income, main source of income, so you're not, yeah, you know, making things too blurry and not putting yourself at risk for different kinds of trouble, troubles. But you know, I think, but you might, you know, if you feel, I mean, if your spidey sense is tingling, and I don't know that it is, but if it's tingling that you feel like you should let them know. Back in the day when I was a reporter and editor, that was the accepted practice, which would you would tell if you got offered something or you pitched yourself to write for a different magazine or newspaper or the like, you would let your boss know. And so when I was like an education reporter, I would write about women's topics, what they called the women's section back then, And so they weren't competing with each other. And like when I was doing, I was covering the merger and acquisition market for magazine and other media properties. I know, sexy. But I was also (laughs) writing like really quirky articles for the Chicago Tribune. So completely unrelated. And actually, I don't remember if I ever told my boss that I was doing that. But that that was the accepted thing because I guess writing to writing and the like. So, yeah. But if you don't feel that, you know, also if it's a something where it's kind of low visibility, like you're, um, are you doing, is it a crafting thing and you're doing local fairs and, you know, like who, who's even going to know, you know, who cares? Yeah. Go forth and prosper. Right. Yeah. I mean, I also, yeah, I think the, yeah, the examples from But your- if you signed something, read what you signed. Sure. <laughs> 
Yeah, read what you sent. I mean, I think that I wonder about the term side hustles. And I think, you know, I was yeah. just, I looked at Christine, well, I didn't look at it. I did read it. Christina Wallace's book, uh, The Portfolio Life mm-hmm. Career. And I wonder if like in 10 years, we're going to be talking about side hustles and full-time jobs in the way that we're talking about them now. And maybe it'll, because people will have more, like, well, will there be more of a trend towards sort of piecing together these different, these different things? I yeah. Don't know, like, I mean, we've been talking about that. Forever. For Cause long, you know, like forever, seeing yeah. yourself as a company of one, like if you right. change your point of view in that, it's just one is a huge client of yours, your full-time gig, and you have other clients, which is your your other work you're doing to, to bring in revenue. That's kind of a different way, point of view. You're, you're diversifying your revenue streams. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's fine. I also think if, especially when you are switching jobs, if it's something you've been doing, oh, I always say just keep doing it. It's like, oh, uh, yeah. like you came upon this was happening. If they ask you, you're like, yeah, I've been doing that for years because you have. So, right. Right. Which, yeah. though, I do like the concept of diversified revenue streams, too, because as someone who has longs for job stability and never has it, it's very nice to have clients to fall back on when, you know, should that happen? So I, I applaud, like, it can suck up your time and watch out for burnout, but it also can be stuff that you like to do when maybe you can focus on the the part of work or a passion, a hobby or whatever that you really love to do. And uh, it kind of helps fill that part of your soul. Yeah, I think something that really, that we have to look for, nourishment and sustenance. I keep talking about these food words. Yeah. Everywhere we can. I was just talking to a friend of mine and she is working in a full-time job where she's at the, the almost the most senior top of the organization, but not quite there. She's got a team. It's not fun she loves her team, not so much the leadership team. And she said, you know, I realize like I actually just need something else in my life that. Yeah. That, and so now she, you know, she told one of her best friends and her friend was like, and you know about this. Her friend was like, let's play in a band. Let's just make <laughs> Yeah, and, like, for sure. And so they, they could make albums and, and monetize it. But I think we're no. all- <laughs> No, that's, <laughs> that's not going to happen. I, I'm saying it's it's feeding her soul. It's not. Oh, for sure. For sure. Mouth. Yeah. But like, you know, I think that. Yeah, you're allowed to do work that doesn't make make a whole lot of money. That's just fun. Yeah. I mean, and, and also like maybe it's maybe it's just, you know, I've been talking a lot for this project I'm working on about people making career transitions and reskilling and this book that I love that I think I've mentioned before, but by this woman named Herminia Ibarra. And she's a business school professor. At, it's not called Inseed. 
but anyway, it's, it looks like it is, but it's an international business school. And she talks about the importance of crafting experiments. Like maybe you're not going to, maybe my friend's not going to become a full-time drummer tomorrow, but maybe she, over the course of trying something that may not make a lot of money, but may, you know, feed her soul in some way, maybe that leads her to think that her might, her next gig or her next project might be a little bit different, right? Like I think For sure. are, are all she meets somebody who also has the same passion and does, yeah. you know, like who knows it, that's the thing. Having been in a band, you meet all kinds of new people you would have sure. never met. Yeah. And it's just like going to in essence, a, a conference or whatever, but you become part of a community that's fresh and invigorating. It's really nice. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. You meet the coolest people. So uh, yeah. please do go have a band the, that I suggest that for everyone. And if you do it as a punk band, you can scream obscenities into a mic right after you've given a speech on the importance of advancing women, which I have done. <laughs> I have oh, done that. that Wearing awesome. the same dress, by the way. I oh. went right from one event right to our gig and one of my proudest moments. So nice. there you nice. go. Yeah. I now, like the other thing that's side hustles, whatever we're going to call them. And actually, I like the idea that we need to elevate the way we're thinking of it because side hustle implies that it's somehow less than. And yes, mm-hmm. it probably is. I mean, if your side hustle is making you more money, then make it your full hustle. But right. it's not a second class citizen. Right. You know, you, we should treat it with the respect that it needs, which is you're putting time and effort into it. But Cindy Gallup, the illustrious Cindy Gallup, will talk about having FU money. And then all all of us, and I'm sure she thinks men do too, but I think she assumes men do, but that women need their own money so that you could walk at any time. Yeah. And I love that idea, but at the rate I'm going, I'm never going to have it because I made the weird choice to have children and they just get more and more expensive every year. <laughs> I just... When will it stop, people? When will the madness end? <laughs> but what I do have is FU clients. And I'm able to, I mean, I, nice. having been laid off a lot um, more times now than I can count, is it getting to be that? Wow. I have yeah. one awesome client who always seems to n- have it like a spidey sense. And she always calls me the day I get laid off and says, oh. hey, are you available to do some work? And I'm always like, why, yes, I am. And it, it soothes my soul to know that there's money coming in, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's, and it's valuable work. It's valuable work and it feeds my soul in that way. And makes me when I'm feeling sad, because what I was hoping would last is no longer. Right. That it's kind of F you clients. I've, I've never quit for my clients, but it makes me feel good that like kind of an F you that you can't keep me down, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So I'm all for it. And I think you are too. Go do it. For sure. For sure. I don't know. The downside is only what? Burnout. That's for real. Because you can end up working around the clock. So put guardrails up just like you would, you know, your full-time gig. That said, your other gig will help put guardrails on your full-time gig. That's what's cool about it. I've always liked that because you got to get home and get the work done. So True, true. Kind of sets you up that way. I think if you signed paper, don't <laughs> let it creep into your work, into your, you know, you are paid for the time you're supposed to give 
don't mess around with that. Yeah, I agree. You know, I mean, we've all taken the call at lunch or something like that, but don't make it a habit. It's not going to, it's not going to end well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's totally right. I just love just to underscore this idea of just keeping things, whether it is FU clients, and I love that this client reappears. It's like a sign from the universe. Yeah, like She really does. Good. She somehow knows. Yeah. I mean, but being, allowing like these just different types of work and experiences in your life, I think can only. Yes. Can only be, I mean, if you like it, right. Yeah. I think if you're like doing e-commerce and printing journals, which I still don't understand, but I'm kind of eager to understand (laughs) what exactly they're doing. But you know, I think enjoy, enjoy what you've. And you know, the other do. thing it can do is sometimes, especially if you're going to something new and everything is brand new and everything is uncertain as you're trying to get your feet under you, working on stuff you're really, really solid on mm-hmm. can be soothing too. Yeah, you know, like, sure. oh yeah, I know how to do this. I'm completely solid while I learn how to get solid in the new thing. So there's a lot of upside. For sure. For sure. All right. All right. So speaking of our side hustles, I think it's time to take a break on our side hustle. What do you think? <laughs> I think that sounds good. I think that sounds good. We've got to enjoy the summer. Yes. Many sunsets and random other hustles, dog walks. I'm speaking right. of my own life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'll meet you back here in the fall. Sounds good. Happy summer, Jay. Happy summer to you, too. Thank you so much for joining us on The Breadwinners. Do you have a sticky work-life question for us? Send it our way at thebreadwinnerspod at gmail.com. We're here to help. And please take a moment to rate and review our show. It really helps. And of course, join us on Facebook or Instagram at The Breadwinners Podcast. And until next time, keep hustling. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.